Hey, Siri. Uh-huh. Take me to the Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. One option is Joe Crow Reservoir in Oregon. Is that the one you're looking for? No. Which the Joe Beaver? The Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. On it. It's a destination people have sought for generations. Are we near Oregon? Take my wagon train to the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Be sure to come prepared. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated too. Right on the arm. And with the proper gear. Shall we select our masks? And even in this exacting age. Everything you say comes back to bite you. Come ready to contribute, even if your own son has his doubts. Dad his mysterious phone calls. <laughs> Remembering what a call to Joe can do. Those phone calls put you through college. As you draw closer, note the surrounding characters. And know this, John and Mike will celebrate when you get here. Arrived at the Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. Very calming and soothing. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, John. Good morning, TJ. Happy opening day. Opening day in Major League Baseball, but not everybody's playing today. No, no, because teams in the Midwest still build outdoor stadiums. (laughs) Only outdoor stadiums. That was the gripe about Buffalo's new uh, yeah. two-point-something billion-dollar facility. And I they're know. like, in Buffalo? They're not going to no, put a no roof, roof over it? Not even. Here's my thing. Why not a retractable roof? Yeah. T-Mobile Park continues to be, uh, I guess you could say, uh, Chase Field has a retractable roof. But, I mean, they don't need it for rain. They need it for heat. Right. Same thing in Houston. Toronto, kind of. I don't think it's really, like, ultra, like... They will either leave it open or they will close it. Mm-hmm. It's much bigger. But the fact that some of these ballparks still don't have a roof over them blows my mind. So the Mariners will not be on Joe today uh, because it is snowing right now. 36 and snowing in Minnesota just makes me laugh because I believe where we're at uh, on the latitude line. Yeah. We're farther north than Minneapolis is. Man. And it's going to be 74 degrees here today. Well, you think about how they when they were thinking about building that facility, they had the Metrodome for all those years. Mm-hmm. Which worked great until I think the roof collapsed. They, right. They had the World Series, and they were in the World Series in 87 and 91, mm-hmm. so it worked perfectly because it could be a problem at the beginning of the year with snow and at the end of the year. Yeah. They, it get, they get into the World Series, they could have an early snow, and uh, it would cause all kinds of problems. I know, the, I know the teams would probably have issues if they did what college baseball does and say, hey, you know, the Tigers, the the Twins, uh, probably just those two, just off the top of my head. Your guys are spending the first two weeks on the road, and they'd be like, no, what? No, we, right. know, we need a home opener. Right. But then they're like, well, it's going to snow. And, yeah, I mean, it'll be sunny tomorrow in Minneapolis, but it'll still be in the mid-30s. Yeah. And for hitters, I mean, that's a miserable way to start they, the season need- after <laughs> you spent the last month in Arizona or Florida. And then you go to 30 degrees, 35 35 degrees, degrees, and you have a 95-mile-an-hour fastball in on your hands, and you shatter your bat, and it's just ringing. Oh, man, that would be brutal. It hurts, but Beavers on opening day rosters, it's good. Larnick didn't make the Twins roster, though. Well, you you just told me that. Yeah, I didn't even know. I I assumed he would have made it. So did I. I see see Byron Buxton. I see whoever their backup center fielder is. I see Kirloff. I see Kepler. That's four outfielders, and I don't see Larnick. Huh. And Larnick had a good spring. He he had an OPS of, I think, I have it right here. He had a 
Is he hurt? OPS of 1,100. That's a good question. I was trying to look. I didn't see any articles that he was hurt. If anyone knows, please text the University Honda text line at 497-5356 for, uh, I don't know, ideas on opening day, Beaver stuff. Uh, Trey Williams into the transfer portal earlier this morning, reported by Nick Dash. Yeah, Nick was on top of that. That's not a surprise. Not a surprise. <clears throat> not at all. Um, he didn't play the last couple of weeks of the season. I I don't ever remember it being... Uh, officially stated as whether it was an injury or not. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm just not surprised. If anybody was going to transfer, um, he would be the one that I would think, well, okay, no surprise there. The one thing, though, that Nick did say, and Nick's on top of it, he's, he's uh, you know, working on the inside and kind of crawling around Gill Coliseum, he did say it might not be the yeah. end yeah. as far as portal stuff for Oregon State. Now, that could be any sport. doesn't have to be men's hoops. basketball. I think he said hoops. Did he? Yeah. Okay. He specified hoops in a in one tweet. Well, even still, it's uh, and if we were to guess, it would probably be someone else leaving instead of someone else coming in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it may not be over with. Um, I don't. We we talked at length about this the last couple of days. The transfer portal. I think you could just keep talking about it. We the tr- to me the transfer portal is the kind of topic that has so many variables and is so fluid. You could talk about it every single day, just like Fox talks about the NFL every every single single day. day. Yeah, I mean, they're on the NFL every morning when I come in at 4.15 in the morning. I love the show, Two Pros and a Joe. Um, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox. They're very good. They're funny. They get to other stuff, but they're almost 99% of the time they're talking about the NFL. It's two NFL guys. Right, right, and they work it in. Um, but anyway, it's, it's the portal is something that it just seems like, okay, what are we talking about today about the portal? Not just the movement in it, but the meaning behind it, the mm-hmm. p- potential changes, or what would you like to see that would, would help the portal? I think Gino Oriema, another big, uh, long statement yesterday about the portal and, you know, tweaks need to be made. What did I, he say about it? Well, he hates it. He absolutely hates it and would, would like the NCAA to step in and, and maybe make some changes. But he doesn't even have a problem with the portal. I mean, he's got all the five stars he wants. That's right. And and they, I haven't heard of him losing teams out of the portal. Now, we don't necessarily follow all the news that comes out of Connecticut. <laughs> His but, team was the <laughs> the, the runner-up. But, I mean. uh, um, you know, I, I like Gino Oriama. I like what he stands for and his style. But... So it's not a surprise that he would be a curmudgeon on that whole thing. Yeah, and maybe there are other coaches who just don't want to say, but it, it just makes it harder. You got to completely it, revamp your lineup every year. Yeah, with it's some uncomfortable. Teams. You have to re-recruit your own players. You know, one which of the things is, again, it's un, it's understandable from that standpoint. Yeah. I w- would like to have confidence that all my guys can't just go leave whenever they want to. But <laughs> then on the other side, it's like, well. Should these athletes be, you know, held hostage? Because if if not, let me, I, I know you have something to say. <laughs> well, yeah. So I'm going to give you the floor here in a second. Yeah. Maybe that was the wrong terminology. Maybe it's more of no, that's a right. player should be. So, for example, if you're just a regular student, right? If you want to, if you're not liking going, I don't know, let's say I chose to go to school instead of ASU. I chose to go to Colorado. Okay. Which I hear great things about Boulder, by the way. Yeah. And I'm sure I would have had a blast if I went there. But let's say I didn't like it. Should I have to, like, if I wanted to transfer to ASU, should I have to, as a student, sit out a whole academic year before I could go to class again? 
That's not a good example because I, you're not beholden to anybody. But you're, they're you're not part of a group where someone is profiting, profiting, but also the school where someone is is you know to a group, a team, and a head coach. Mm-hmm. Well, I would, you're, hey, I you're was unattached. Of, I would still be a part of the class of 2022 and all those yeah, valuable tuition dollars. No one would know that you're gone. Whereas if you're a starting point guard on a team of 12 guys, that, that's fair. They're going to know you're gone. The NCAA, I know it's eased off a little bit as NIL has come in. We yeah. have some NIL stuff to talk about later. Yeah. But and they still love that the NCAA still loves to tell us they're students. <laughs> they're they're here to learn. They actually are. They actually they are, are in which they are. Because we were talking about this 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 morning that and it has to do with what we were going to talk about coming up, and that is money for good grades. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. At some point, but in discussing that, you know, it kind of hit me. Ninety-nine percent of these uh, these athletes aren't going pro, and and in women's sports, unfortunately for them, mm-hmm. unless it's basketball, I don't know if volleyball has a pro circuit. They probably they do, does. just not. I don't think in America, right? I mean, in Italy or or Puerto in, Rico, in Europe, yeah, I suppose. But really, ninety-nine percent of college athletes are not going pro in anything. Yeah, so. For those four years, um, pay them. I say pay them, pay them, give them the money for good, great, whatever yeah. it is, because that's really the end of it. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's going to be. If you're going to pay them for anything, why not that? Well, that too. Yeah. That, I mean, that was, you, you have an article on that where yeah. they were, uh, there's a, it's not even a proposal. It's happening in some places, including down the road, where athletes will get paid a certain amount of money for A's. Mm-hmm. And B's and C's and so on and so forth. It's like, hey, you're coming here to play football, but if you also want to, I don't know if you want to say, hey, make us look good. No, but it keeps or, them eligible say, because they keep, you know keeps you eligible. Yeah. And but I don't think you know they would pay them. Uh, they would pay them the the X amount of money we'll talk about just for getting you know C's to stay eligible. I think it's you know there might be tiers. the The article didn't really break it down. Yeah, but I mean, I assume. You, if you get A's across the board, then you're getting that full allotment of money. It's like, hey, you're here, you're here, you're making yeah. our athletic department look good. You're here to study and There's school the, and emphasize the school aspects. So the grade level be, thing that, that yeah. each team has to reach. Yeah, you're going to remember the name you, of it. Like, you're going to boost our academic profile. You're going to make the coaches look better. Right. And the tutors look better and the university and look better. And you are rewarded for that. And ultimately, going back to what I said, that they're not going pro. Yeah. Ultimately, you're helping yourself so, because once your last college game is played, if you're not part of the 1% to go pro, you're not. You're going mm-hmm. into the working world. So I'm all for it. I used to pay my son and my daughter a couple of bucks for success. Yeah. I remember I remember going. A lot of it has to do with poking, poking and being out there and having fun. But I remember going out to the soccer fields in, in Corvallis when my kids were younger and they were playing soccer. And I remember shouting, you know, as co- parents are shouting, go, Jimmy. Oh, go, Susie. You know, and I like Maddie. Good job, Maddie. Keep it up. Remember, five bucks for a goal. <laughs> and the looks I got. Oh, it was priceless. They would never try harder. Look, the looks I got from the other. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, oh. I'm like, what? 
It's capitalism. It's, <laughs> it literally it's the is. ultimate in, in the incentive. Market. It's a free market incentive. If you offer them ten dollars, yeah. they might go. You you offer your kid ten dollars, they might try harder. Yeah, absolutely. And he loved it. I'd, I'd give him. He never really scored very many goals, but but I'd, I'd pay it pocket. off. Yeah, it was great. So as far as students getting money for grades, if they're going to get nil money for other stuff, mm-hmm. pay them for good grades. Should I should I open the article? Uh, well, let me just say this. We'll take yeah. a break. Yeah. Here's the lay of the land, and yeah. like always, we just jump right into it. Um, we've got three guests today, one of which uh, I don't think I told you about. Coming, no, up at, coming up at 11.30, Chris Pendleton, the Pac-12 Coach of the Year, he's going to join us here on the program. That's at 11.30. We've got a lot of wrap-up to do, wrap up the season, wrap up everything, and look forward to next year with Coach Pendleton in the wrestling program that was so successful this year. Then at 12.05... Michael Chaplin will join us. Just a quick synopsis, a wrap-up of the year, of course, but also Jade Carey news that came out uh, where she tweeted that she's going to go, I don't know what the terminology is, elite training. Essentially, get ready for 2024 Olympics. And and there was a little bit of ambiguity in her tweet because it said, I'm happy to say da-da-da-da, I've been invited to da-da-da, which of course she would. She's an Olympic gold medalist. Um, and then in another paragraph, she said, but I wanted you all to hear it from me. Now, that sentence or that phrase as a standalone would, to any normal common person, would make you perk up and go, wait, what? Because it almost sounds like a goodbye message. So we texted uh, Michael Chaplin yesterday for confirmation. He said, no, she, can, she will compete for Oregon State while training. And he said, we, meaning the, the, the team, Tanya and the team and, and coaches and the experts, I don't know if her, if her dad will come back and be involved or if there's an official with U.S. Uh, gymnastics national team, but we will get her ready for 2024 while she's competing at Oregon State. So that was good news yesterday. So we'll get Michael on just to kind of confirm and talk about that. And then at 1230, Sean Airy from Tristine Tree will join us as our, our yearly conversation with Sean Airy when we talk about uh, golf because of the Masters today. So that'll be fun. We get Sean on every once in a while if they're hosting some big tournament or a collegiate tournament. Of course, Tristine Tree is where Oregon State works out, and Sean is, uh, is a great beaver. So he'll come on and join us at 1230. So that's the lay of the land for today's Joe Beaver Show. Today was going to be a half a show. Until the Mariners were pushed out because of snow. So tomorrow will be a half a show. 12 o'clock, the Mariners come on. We'll do the first hour uh, and talk more about the Mariners, talk more about the Beavers, Beaver baseball. We do have a lot of audio to get to. We may not get to all of it today, but you were at baseball, yeah. able to get um, Good Coach Canham and some other, other players. Good stuff from Mitch and Cooper Jerpy yesterday and Tanner Smith. Cooper Jerpy yeah. on multiple national Pitcher. Pitch, uh, pitchers of the week awards from a week ago and that 17 strikeout performance. Mm-hmm. So let's break once here and then we'll come back and continue this and other conversation, your texts on the University Honda text line and a few other topics that we're going to uh, we're going to bring to you. And that's all coming up. We'll uh, get to it after the break here on 1240 Joe Radio.
Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541-758-8255. 8245. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Kraken Cards combines the worlds of sports, cards, and games to bring a fresh take on your local game store. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, and more. If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. OSU fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box just for you. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. KrakenSportsCards.com, your connection to everything fun. Middleton Heating has served the Mid-Valley for over 73 years and is still here to help with all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Middleton can repair, replace, or maintain all types of heating, cooling, and exhaust venting equipment. AC causing you trouble? Need repairs or replacement? Give Middleton Heating a call. Middleton offers several financing options for new equipment and participates in state, federal, and manufacturer incentive programs. You can count on Middleton for all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Give them a call or find them online at middletonheating.net. Level up your quesadilla game at Qdoba with their new cheese-crusted quesadillas. Crisp things up a notch and add a golden crispy cheese crust to the outside of your quesadilla. Talk about cheese on cheese on cheese. And customize your cheese-crusted quesadilla masterpiece with any of their flavorful protein, zesty salsas, handcrafted guac, and of course, more cheese. Make your world more flavorful and try the new cheese-crusted quesadillas today. Stop by or order now at Qdoba.com or in the app. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beavs! Well, it's finally here, the start of the 2022 baseball season. The Mariners on the road from Target Field in Minnesota. It's the Mariners against the Twins in game one of a four-game series. Hi again, everybody. This is Rick Riz along with Gary Hill, Jr. Best day of the year, 110 first pitch. We'll take the air at noon for the pregame show on your Mariner station. And again this year, the Mariners will be on 990 KTHH and 1240 Joe Radio. Opening day Friday on Joe. Yep, it was going to be today, but it is going to be tomorrow at 12 o'clock right here on 1240 Joe Radio. And uh, there's going to be a number of midday games for Mm -hmm. the Mariners. We can't do them all. We can't. (laughs) I was looking at next week and there was a couple and I thought, well, we got to dump them off over to 990 KTHH every once in a while so we don't miss out on a ton of Joe Beaver shows. Um, But for the most part, they'll... We'll keep them here until June 1st and then mm-hmm. all summer long on 990 KTHH. The sun doesn't go down till 945. So, I mean, I don't even need to say any of this, but uh, yeah, the signal gets weaker, but yeah. it stays strong signal enough gets weaker, I into mean- the night for Mariners. It's just the way, it was, the way it's been done here for years, and we're keeping it up. Plus, we have contractual obligations for and other programming. if you have... T-Mobile, as I walked John through today, oh, this you is have beautiful. free MLB TV. You can redeem it until the 11th of April. 
all season long. You can watch watch any out-of-market big league game, not including the Mariners. You cannot watch the Mariners because we are in the Mariners market, mm-hmm. but you can watch any other team as long as they are not playing the Mariners. On MLB.com. On MLB.com. And you can listen to any game you want. Which on, means the, the on the on, stream. On the stream. You Only can, if you're a T-Mobile subscriber and you sign up during correct. this open, free open window. Yeah, Once the window on Tuesday, closes, you can't do it. Started on Tuesday, ends on the 11th. You download the T-Mobile Tuesday app. You click redeem on there. It'll walk you through it. You make an account. And it's just easy, to be clear, easy. for the older set, and I, I'm, I'm in that, the T-Mobile Tuesday app is different than the T-Mobile app. Yeah. It's its own app. It's called T-Mobile Tuesday. Download that app to claim... Between now and the 11th, yep. that door will close, and you'll get free MLB TV of all the games around the country, except for the Mariners, and free MLB radio, yeah. which I think is cool because I bought, I got it. I paid for it. I didn't know about the T-Mobile thing a couple of years ago, and I got it when when Nick was playing with the White Sox, mm-hmm. and it was playoff time, and I just love working in the yard and listening to, and I got to know You can listen guys. to Len Casper, yeah, who's one of the best. It was great. And um, now it'll be the it'll be the Cubs for mm-hmm. him. I'll, I'll listen to uh, the, I almost said the Indians. I'll listen to the Guardians yep. for uh, Stephen Kwan. Two great radio broadcasts on um, those two. Hopefully Pat Trevor Larnick is uh, still on the team for uh, Minnesota. Yeah, he I, he'll be up. I'm and sure. Then, um, Just was a little surprised. He Tampa there on Bay opening day. with uh, Drew. Yeah. It's uh, good. It's a, it's a great service. It really is. And it's, Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Come it's on, good. Baltimore. And they cost, you can like, you can pick whatever feed you want to listen to away, home, Spanish, you know, if you want to watch a game, you can overlay the radio feed easily. It's great. Really? Yeah. Now you that's can choose, cool too. You click the game to watch and then it says audio feed. You can click TV. You can click either radio broadcast. It's great. And another thing, and this is for me out there in your shoes as a listener, because this, if I'm hearing this, I'm going, well, how do I watch it? Okay. If you have Apple TV, just download the Major League Baseball app onto Apple TV, and then you'll have to put in your, your you'll have to sign up for an account, put that information in it, and, and then you can watch it on your TV. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'll have to cast it to your TV. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what those terms are and apps and casting by now, I can't really help you. Google. Google is a great, uh, a but, great outlet. But for certainly you. with an app, uh, and then you sign in your account, you can watch. You can watch it on your phone anytime yeah. because you're setting it up for yourself. You can watch it on your computer, and um, and then of course the listening part. And I like too what how you mentioned. I like when they show a game, they give you a choice of which team you want to listen to their radio coverage. Mm-hmm. So Full I coverage. love it. I know Dave from Tumwater's been doing that for a long time. And um, we actually will push push that mm-hmm. back because we'll take another break yeah. in about a minute or two yep. and then come back with Chris Pendleton. So going to talk some wrestling. I've got some uh, some questions for Chris, but also just a wrap-up of the season, mm-hmm. Pac-12 Coach of the cool. Year, and, uh, and how they are looking moving forward in the sport. Yeah. And I, I hope the sport is is healthy. Yeah. And getting healthier, we Seems really like got it. into it this year, and I, I you know, we always have. Oregon State is is a wrestling town and a wrestling machine. It's just been quiet for a while because Dale Thomas. I was talking to Doug Blair earlier this morning. I said, "What was was Oregon State a, a top five program expected to maybe win the national championship? Kind of like a Penn State is nowadays." He goes, "Yeah, in the sixties, sixties mm-hmm. and early seventies with Dale Thomas, yeah. and every year they were." Great. Mm-hmm. You know, number one, one year, I think he said it was 69, no, 73. 
number one all year, and then mm-hmm. Iowa State overtook them, but a battle, one and two, between Iowa State and Oregon State. So there's so much great history here, but it was a long time ago. And really, we got to commend Chris Pendleton for the job he has done in his not he's not even been here two years now. And he goes from the program goes from two qualifier what two guys getting points in 2020, 2021, six guys getting points in NCAAs to this year eight and four all Americans. Yeah, exactly. That's so a great climb. A, com- a great job. Before we go uh and bring Chris on, I want to have you answer this question. Curtis says he thinks you can Listen to all of MLB on TuneIn. Not sure if they charged it's to only TuneIn Premium. Yeah, but you have to pay I, for TuneIn for that. You got You got to pay. I think fifteen dollars a month for that. Yeah, that's an upgrade. That's and definitely a money upgrade. And if you buy MLB TV, I think it's eighty dollars for the year, and you get to watch it too. So you're saving eighty bucks, and you're saving and, radio money. Yeah, and also Curtis, if you only want to listen. You can buy the MLB just audio package. I think it's like twenty bucks for the whole year, whole oh, that's season. Not, yeah, that's not bad. I did that one. Way cheaper than TuneIn. But if you're a T-Mobile subscriber, um, you don't subscriber, have to pay anything. You don't, and it's really don't, cool. Don't, and don't give them your money when I'm you I'm so have glad to. you helped me do that because they I was, partner with them for a reason. Yeah, I wanted to do it. I was like, yes, oh, and it works and it's perfect. All right, Chris Pendleton joining us when we come back on twelve forty Joe Radio. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr. And Tom Worth, they'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group, 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. At Sweetgrass Physical Therapy and Wellness in Corvallis, we fix body problems. Got an ache, a pain, a sprain, or a strain? We can fix that. Got your knee out of whack or a knot in your back? We can help with that. I'm Dana Hughes, physical therapist and board-certified orthopedic specialist. I'm now accepting new patients. Come experience what physical therapy is meant to be. Relaxed, friendly, and hassle-free. No referral required, and we accept most insurances. Visit SweetgrassPT.com. Have you seen Highland Bulls expanded Strike Zone Lounge? Stop by for a burger, pizza, a hot or a cold sandwich, or a salad. There's appetizers and snacks, too. And the prices are so low on beer and spirits, it's like happy hour all day. Enjoy your favorite Oregon lottery games, too. Highland Bowl. It isn't just for bowlers anymore. Stop by and check out the expanded Strike Zone Lounge at Highland Bowl on 9th Street in Corvallis. We set them up. You knock them down. If you've been putting off that home remodeling project but have finally decided to take a leap and get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood, and vinyl flooring and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. And go Beavs! If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team and go beeves 
the home of the Oregon State Beavers. 1240. Joe Radio. All right, welcome back, everybody, here to uh, the Joe Beaver Show. It's time to talk some wrestling with the Pac-12 Coach of the Year, Chris Pendleton, joining us this afternoon. Coach, how you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, just uh, being a busy guy. Have you had time to just kind of decompress from nationals and from uh, a successful season at Oregon State? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I've been uh, going warp speed, um, um, you know, with a little bit of success. Uh, comes a lot of opportunity to take the program to the next level. And, you know, we've been really crushing it on the road with recruiting and fundraising and, and uh, community engagement. So when you say that, it, it gets me to thinking now, what is your footprint as far as recruiting? Is it nationally or do you focus on uh, regional or how does that work under your philosophy? Um, you know, what best serves the program? Uh, we love kids and giving kids in the Pacific Northwest an opportunity um, to, uh, to um, you know, represent, uh, represent their home state and their home region. But at the same time, we have to also remember that we have, we have a responsibility to the program to be competitively, competitive nationally. Um, so we, we kind of cast our net wide and uh, see who wants to come build the dam with us. There was some, uh, some great teams this year in Oregon prep wrestling. Just as I was getting into it and learning more about the teams, I know right here in our own town, Crescent Valley, is there a good pool in your mind of wrestlers who can uh, make uh, an impact at Oregon State from the state of Oregon and maybe even Washington? Um, absolutely. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a ton of talent out there, and we've actually done a pretty good job of keeping those uh, Oregon-Washington uh, kids home and giving them that opportunity, and we're going to continue to do it. Our biggest thing why we've been a little bit um, busy recruiting is um, I think with a, a young staff, a, a, a first year, a first time head coach, um, there was a lot of questions on what we could do. Um, you know, until you start putting people on top of the podium and bringing home all Americans, that's probably the number one question that we've had to answer repeatedly. And um, luckily, with a good, a good finish of the postseason, we've been able to answer those questions. And it's kind of fun when recruits, you know, start calling you back. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to recruit for weight class like you would position in, say, football? Oh, a little bit. Obviously, you know, you can kind of have a guess, of, a guess of what a kid will weigh or uh, wrestle. But at the end of the day, these are young seventeen-year-old men that you know. Uh, I mean, just to tell you guys, my, my when I was seventeen, I I wrestled one hundred and thirty pounds. When I finished my competitive career, I was wrestling at two hundred and eleven pounds. Yeah. So you never know where somebody's going to end up. And I always kind of tell kids if I recruit you at one forty-nine and you want to national title for us at 157 i'm not going to be mad at you how how do you even assess uh the quality i i love the sports of and know inside and out football and basketball but even still uh, i'll watch a kid call a game if you will at the prep level and and so i i can't i don't know if they're any if they're good enough you can tell if they're bad but you can't tell if they can play at a certain level but so I always say I could never be a recruiter, but at the same time, somebody has to. So you've got to, what are you looking for when you're looking at these kids who are juniors and seniors in high school and maybe even younger than that? Um, I think you're really, you're really looking for the total package. 
can, and it's kind of not just um, the athletic side. I mean, obviously, the athletic side, you got to have talent. You got to be fast, strong, and and be able to compete at a high, uh, the Division One level, the highest level. But we're finding that, you know, with what we're looking for within our culture, we're looking for people that are balanced in all aspects of life that are going to come in and bring a positive impact to the culture, bring a positive impact to the academic side, and bring a positive impact to the wrestling side of it. Um, just a little humble brag, we, with, the, with the success of uh, our postseason, we also went up another level and posted our highest GPA yet again for this past term. And, you know, I've told these guys there's one thing that I'm not fond of doing, and that's camping in a tent. I'm not a big camper. I, I like to, uh, what do they call it, glamping, like luxury, luxury <laughs> camping. But I told these kids if they make a 3.5 GPA this term, we're going to do a team outing. I'm going to be in a tent with them, sleeping around right the ground, <laughs> and I'll do it gladly. You might find that you enjoy it if you're forced to do that. No. I lived in Oklahoma, Wyoming, and my dad was an airborne ranger. I've done camping. (laughs) At this point in my life, I can tell you I like a hot shower in the morning and a very nice mattress. I can't disagree with you. Chris Pendleton uh, (laughs) joining us here uh, on the program. How satisfying was it this year? You brought this team up to a second-place finish only by a half a point. You get uh, four All-Americans and eight guys to get to Nationals. How satisfying was it from the beginning with your goals to where, you know, we just talked about if you've had enough time to to um, decompress, but have you had enough time to really kind of look back on the year and what you accomplished? Um, not really. And, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'm trying to get better at, you know, taking some pats on the back and, uh, you know, <laughs> smiling. And, you know, the biggest thing is um, – it's been a very, very fast two years um, with, uh, with me, the staff, the kids on the team, the program. Um, the turnaround has been noticeable nationwide, and what that has come a lot of attention. But you know, we're we're, we're really just focused on keeping our feet feet to the ground right now. Um, you know, one of the first things I did when I got back from the NCAA tournament, like in Detroit, I went back to my hotel room and. I remember just pulling up the uh, my first article as a head coach when we had our 0-3 disastrous road swing, and I was like, "Yeah, don't forget this. This is this is reality of it. Why are we having the little success now? If we don't continue evolving and continue pushing the program, we could very easily be back at that 49th, 48th place in the country, and that's not what anybody anybody in the program wants." These kids have really changed the culture and the expectations, and we saw it. My proudest moment of, uh, of, of being a head coach was, I mean, we're the third day of the tournament when you know you're an All-American, when I got to see some of the tears flow down some of my guys' faces when they lost a match after they were already All-Americans. They were All-Americans. They were being on the podium. Yep. Just seeing some of them when they lost then have real tears and not crocodile tears, but real tears, real emotion. I was like, these are kids that came here expecting to win and win on the highest level. And as a coach, that's really all you can really ask is them to buy in, them to believe. And, you know, that that was where I really, really was proud, where I could sit back and reflect on that. 
And we've given a lot of the starters um, some time off um, to, you know, it was a very, very long two years, and we were letting them recharge their batteries, and we're turning our attention to our young guys and doing end-of-the-season uh, end evaluations. Um, right now we bring in every person in the program, coaches, staff, uh, strength coach, athletic trainer, everybody and we have them write out what they like what they don't like and i got this one from um the baseball coach he's a lot, a lot braver man this is a lot braver than i am <laughs> well one thing that they don't like about me and how i run the program and god bless wow well uh i mean they gotta love you it's it, it maybe it's just it hey you run us too hard or something tongue in cheek there wasn't anything bad but there's there's always something that you can do better and yeah. you know and, and if you don't ask then people sometimes won't tell you who has your head coach and it, i i got some really really good insight from some of our guys on on what we can do better and the best part is if we can meet them halfway through the middle and they they feel like we're listening, then they're bought in even a little bit more to the program. Now, there's a couple of them that, you know, it says, I don't like, uh, we run so much. I'm like, well, that's, that's tough for you to keep running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the wrong floor. Yeah, we got to keep running. No, that's part of it. That's part of it because you got to be in shape. You got to be ready to do all of what you do. So what are some things, not from the players themselves, but when you started to really reflect and you're still in Detroit and you're like, okay, let's go. Let's get ready for next year. What are some things that you'd like to improve and continue to work on? Well, as the, as the program grows, um, you know, you, as a coach, you only have a certain amount of hours in the day. And I think one of the things that we've seen with our RTC, uh, our regional training center that has people that can come in and train alongside our, 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 our current student athletes. We have guys like Gaston Gary, Devin Turner, Corey Crooks, all guys who are important. Like, you know, the impact that they had on our program can never be discounted. But they would like to stay here. They would like to train for 2024. They would like to give back to the program. So how are we going to help them? Uh, and we've been really um, fundraising pretty hard to be able to give those kids opportunities to train for the Olympics and to help give back to the, the program that you know they, they love so much. So the biggest thing that we saw was as we just we knew the program's growing and the, the needs, the, uh, the hands-on labor is going to grow, and you know we got to figure out how to pay these guys. I heard that Brandon Kaler really needs to work on his pitching. That his uh, his pitching uh, that night was awful. <laughs> oh my god! I saw that on social media, and I was actually disappointed for the first time. In Brandon, he laid up. Yeah. I wanted him to throw the smoke, and he laid up. So yeah. we're going to have to go get on that podium again, and we can have him throw out a, another first pitch. Just a couple more questions with uh, Oregon State wrestling coach. Chris Pendleton here, the Pac-12 Coach of the Year. Does what does that? How does that feel? I mean, I know you're such a competitor. I know the answer to this, but what does it mean to you to win that award? Um, it would have meant a lot more. If we'd won that half a point still, uh, yep. still haunts my my sleep. But um, you know, it's uh, it's really it's nice. Um, it's it's a good validation uh, personally. But at the end of the day. It's also kind of one of those things where you look at how many people impact the program, how many people do things on a daily basis that don't really get the recognition that 
you know, my assistant coaches, my trainer, my strength coach, I mean, just our SID director of operations, so many people invest so much in these young men and women in our program that it's kind of that bittersweet that I'm glad I got the award, but I definitely couldn't have got it without the help of everybody in the program because they do so much for these guys. Absolutely. How did you like Detroit as a Nationals site? Oh, that arena was amazing. Wow. That was uh, the Little Caesars Arena. Mm-hmm. It, it is, it is uh, cutting edge. I mean, I've been... I've been around the world in a lot of different venues, and that was one of the first ones I took a step back and said, wow, this is, we're going to destroy this place. It's way yeah. too nice for a wrestling tournament. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's really cool stuff lying around. Um, and, you know, it was really fun getting to be up there in Michigan. There's a great wrestling community out there. Um, you know, going to, I got to drive around, see some sites. I'm a, I still love Eminem. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Uh, eight Mile Road. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I drove down that. And, and that could be a little sightseeing. What about the um, um, atmosphere at Gill and, and what you're doing with Gill? You had the, the cheerleaders and the band and everything. Is there anything you want to tweak with that? Uh, the atmosphere was fantastic for wrestling meets uh, at Gill uh, Coliseum. You know, Coach, Coach Angles kind of uh, took the bull by the horns with that one, and, and he's responsible for that for that atmosphere. He, he's reached out to the cheerleaders. He reached out to everybody. We were going out in the community and handing out tickets. Um, I think now with a little bit of success and putting out a better product, because if you put out an exciting product, people are going to come back. And I know that we had a pretty good atmosphere this year that people like you are talking about and saying, hey, that was fun. I can't yeah. wait for next year. And we have a really good uh, docket of home schedules, uh, just kind of just a weird byproduct of a little some of the COVID stuff that we didn't have the heaviest home schedule this past year. We're looking at a really good lineup of a home schedule this year. And I, I can't name off all the teams, but we're bringing in some perennial powerhouses that we really want to try to sell out Gill. I don't know the last time it happened, but I know that there's a hunger for it in the wrestling community here. And I know if we put out that good product and we get people excited, then people are going to come and they're going to come back again and again and again. Last thing, Coach, uh, a comment on some guys coming back, the Willits brothers and, and others who made such a mark these last couple of years, and in particular at, uh, at Nationals. How, how good do you feel about the Nucleus coming back next year? Um, you know, everybody uh, that has an option to come back, uh, I feel very strongly about it. I, I, I think that we have an opportunity to do something really special next year. I think that we're returning a very solid nucleus that has paved the way for our young men and women to train and to know how to live and, and, and go about their lives. Um, that's been probably one of the things I really am incredibly proud of is as a coach, when you can tell somebody, hey, you're training too hard, you need to you know, take a little vacation, that's when you know you're on the right path. And there's a couple of guys in the program, like ben, Brandon Kaler, I'm telling him, like, he tried to come in and have his shoes on, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, go home. Go home, work on your first pitches. I enjoy life <laughs> a little bit. You've done so much the last two years. We, we are good. Come back in here in another two weeks when your body heals up, you're refreshed, you got a smile on your face. But we have young kids like Caleb Cole, Jason Shaner. I mean, I, I can name off about – 28 kids that are right now chomping at the bit because the, the stakes have been raised. You want to be an Oregon State Beaver? 
um, you're going to have to bring it. You, the, our expectations are higher, and you need to start working now. And they know it. They're in there working. The coaches are back already working. And we're ready to drive this into the next level. I just thought of something. That was going to be the last question, but I just thought of something that I think can help you. See if you can get Colby Covington to wear something beaverish when he fights. My son's really into MMA. I'm not, but Colby Covington's big on the MMA circuit. That would be cool because he was a beaver, and I remember when he was wrestling here about 12 years ago. Yeah, I was actually his host at uh, Oklahoma State on his recruiting trip. Um, wow. And I know Colby's got a, a lot on his docket. And, <laughs> you know, if he wants to he needs beaver gear, I'm sure he'll, he'll let us know and we'll, we'll accommodate him. No problem at all. As long as he's a good guy. I don't know if he's the good guy or the bad guy when they talk, but uh, uh, it's weird. I, you know, I, I think within the world of MMA, sometimes you take the role that pays the bills for that. <laughs> Absolutely. So I've seen some guys that have the persona as the bad guy. That the moment the camera goes off, he's asking you if you want to go grab coffee and yeah. you know, talk about life. Uh, I've seen that repeatedly. I don't have uh, that kind of relationship with Colby where I can tell you what he's like off camera, but I've heard some good things from uh, people in the wrestling community about the impact that he has at high school, in high school like Thurston and things like that. Do you have any relationship at all, or have you ever spoken with Les Gutches? Um, I've spoken to him uh, quite a bit. Um, you know, he was a guy that I actually reached out to when I when this job opened up, and I wanted to do my homework. Um, I still vividly remember being at a Les Gutches camp when I was a young guy, learning mm-hmm. a, a double underhook, uh, a duck under, and uh, he's a hero of mine. He works uh, diligently for USA Wrestling, and uh, we can't wait to bring him back and show him show him what we've done. Uh, he, he's been watching, and he's been a very he told us he's a very proud alumni. So that was a, that put a big smile on uh, my face. And last thing was the. Um... The championships, you, you were there for coaching and wrestling. That's number one. But was it also a who's who? I mean, it's got to be. And you're shaking hands and seeing people that you've known for years in the in the game. I mean, those those final fours, if you will, whether it be wrestling's championships or the final four, there's a lot of people that all gather. How was it for you? Um, well, one, it was not only was it just, you know, the national championship where, you know, I don't know if you ever uh, got to see it in wrestling, you know, that tournament sells out every year. I mean, the, literally the year before COVID hit, because uh, I was actually supposed to interview with us, uh, um, Scott at the NCAA championships in 2020, where we were having it in the Minnesota Superdome mm. because we, the sports had kind of outgrown basketball arenas for the national championship. So they were looking at uh, football venues and trying to get and take it from 18, 19,000 people to 30 to 40,000 wow. people. Um, this year, from a competitive standpoint, with all the uh, super seniors and everything, I mean, this uh, hear me out. Wrap your head around this. Oh. Hunter Willett, first-round match. He beat the number one defending national champion in the second round. But his first-round match, he wrestled a guy from Penn State that had started the season off as an assistant coach at South Dakota State. He was an assistant coach and then came back to the second part of the year as a student athlete at Penn State. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's the wildest thing I've ever heard. That's, uh, that's wild. Well, clearly he wasn't done. He had some unfinished business for himself. But uh, yeah, I have no problem. With, I have no problem with 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 the, with the, the kid doing that. I just was laughing like yeah. this wasn't a normal NCAA tournament. Yeah, this no. Was, 
No, COVID threw a wrench in everything. Americans. It it was definitely like the toughest NCAA tournament I've ever seen, and I was just proud of our guys stepping up to the challenge. Wow. Well, it's always fun to to touch base. Uh, We'll talk again next year as the season gets ready to go. Thank you for all your uh, visits with us here, and uh, congratulations. And go get them. I know you got a lot of off-season work. When you get Brandon Kane on the show, you you hold his seat to the fire. You give him a hard time about that first pitch. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, Coach. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Take care. That is uh, Chris Pendleton, head coach of Oregon State Wrestling. And what a year they've had and a huge jump. Let's take our final break this hour. Come back. TJ and I will break it down and continue on. We have Michael Chaplin at 12.05. And then Sean Airy will talk Masters Golf coming up at 12.30 today. So in between your texts on the University Honda text line 541-497-5356 or your phone calls, Dave, maybe hear from you about uh, baseball today with opening day. And something else came up that made me think about Dave uh, what was it? it well, was... no, Adley. Adley is right. not. He'll again. He'll probably be up in a month. Yeah, when he's healthy. Yeah. I'm. Um, oh, I'm oh. curious though. I'm curious what Dave thinks. He might call about this. So all the other top prospects made the roster, but would have Adley? I would assume he would have. On talent, yes, he would have. Yeah. But would the Orioles have put him on the roster? Well, again, it's that start. The, the, the same Orioles with a thirty thing. million dollar payroll, yeah. right? That they're trotting out there. Would they really want to put Adley on there? It's like, oh, yeah. we bank that it's such a strong field for Rookie of the Year that he won't win it. We won't have to give him a year of service time and manipulate. I don't know. Some, I I hate the idea that a kid would get locked into something they can't yeah. get out of, and they're just losing time. Why do you think the the, the lockout lasted so long like, yeah, for he, stuff just like this? Yeah. And I'm I'm not saying the Orioles were happy that he got hurt. But they get, they're going to get an extra year of service time out of them. Yeah. Just because of that. All right. We'll be right back. 1240 Joe Radio. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. If you need your windshield repaired or replaced, you don't need to call that 800 number. Give me a call. For Auto Glass Solutions, better call the Glassman. Call 541-760-2277. Call the Glassman. Kraken Cards combines the worlds of sports, cards, and games to bring a fresh take on your local game store. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, and more. If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. OSU fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box just for you. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. KrakenSportsCards.com, your connection to everything fun. Whether you're looking for your first job or an exciting career change, at Entech, we're looking for you. Entech is growing and offers entry-level wages starting at $19 to $23 an hour, as well as excellent pay and benefit opportunities for established professionals. Immediate full benefit eligibility, health insurance, 401k, life and disability, tuition reimbursement, and so much more. Career opportunities from entry-level to professional are available. To start enjoying the career you've always wanted, visit entek.com, entech.com, and click the careers tab. We're excited to meet you. If you're an experienced modeler, or maybe you're just starting out, Trump's Hobbies is there to help. Trump's carries the latest in RC cars, boats, airplanes, and helicopters, plus drones, model trains, fantasy games, paints, parts, and supplies. 
Trump's is an old-fashioned hobby shop that's been around answering questions and fixing problems since 1972. Build it, drive it, fly it. Trump's Hobbies in the Timber Hill Shopping Center in Corvallis, bringing enjoyment to life. Philomath, Oregon, 2002. A couple brothers had an idea to bring better internet access to rural parts of the Willamette Valley, an internet that meets your needs. We get it because we live here. If you're learning or working from home or keeping up with changes in the field, we are here to keep you connected to your world. Alirica High-Speed Rural Internet. Plans starting at $49.99. Call Alirica today. Online at Alirica.net. Alirica, the friendlier internet. A couple of minutes left in this hour. Uh, we were just talking off the air. If if they if the Orioles would have done that, not not put them on the roster, mm-hmm. like Witt gets on his roster. Julio, Torque. Yeah, Torkelson. They all made it. That would have been horrible. Uh, it would have been a a a, a And you were just some explaining words to I can't me, say on the radio. I don't follow it. You were just explaining to me basically it's a six year clock. Yeah, it is. So it, you play but, your first rookie game and you, you can't get the big dollars mm-hmm. for another six years. There's still a cutoff though. The the cutoff wasn't our uh, negotiated out of the CBA, there was just incentive of putting guys on the rookies on the opening day roster. Hence, they finish top three in rookie of the year. They get uh, the teams get a draft pick. I think. Did they try to change that six years down? Mm, they did, the but players? that was. I think it was a non-starter, though. I don't think the owners would ever agree to that. The 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 league side. Think would. about it. Six years gone by. Yeah. Who knows where you'll I be? Think, so that like seventh. We year. could like go league by league. I don't know about the NHL, but I think NBA rookie contracts are. Five years, I think, and they get, but they get paid real money. Yeah. They get paid millions of dollars. Meanwhile, in Major League Baseball, you get Major League minimum for the first three years, yeah. and then you have arbitration where you negotiate your salary with your team for three more years. But in the case of Adley, since he's hurt for a month, he's going to come up past that deadline, so he's going to have another year of club control after that. He can't hit free agency. So seven years. So he won't hit free agency till he's thirty. Two maybe, thirty-two. Man, that's that's bad. The best case for Adley though, he comes out this year, he destroys it. I mean, he you know, mm-hmm. hits two seventy, hits twenty bombs, elite catching. They extend him in the off season. As I mean, it's been popular. I said the same thing with Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners. If mm-hmm. he comes out and he lights it up this year, they're gonna give him a contract, a ten-year contract this off season. Wow. I wouldn't doubt that. That's the best case for these young guys to do. And it's, again, it's a real shame that it has to be like this. But they and they did talk about this in the CBA negotiations this year, but the league wasn't even willing to negotiate down uh, the six years offering down. a less, less service time. So two years of minimum, three years of arbitration, five years. They were, wasn't even, they two, wouldn't even consider it. Two and two is what it should be. Yeah, I, I think it should be that, but... The, the the teams want their control over their young guys. That's too bad. Which is a shame. So you have teams like the Orioles can continue to run out $30 million payrolls. All right, much more to come in the second hour. Michael Chaplin, brief conversation to wrap up uh, uh, gymnastics. Sean Airy from Tristine Tree Golf Club coming up at uh, 1230. Masters talk. We'll get you an update on the Masters here when we come out of the top of the hour break. And your phone calls and or texts. It is coming up on 12 o'clock here this morning. Roll tape, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And 
1240 Joe Radio. I'm Frank Miller with Your Money Now. Well, investor uncertainty over the direction of Federal Reserve monetary policy continues to impact stocks this afternoon. The Dow, NASDAQ, and S&P seeing a mixed performance. The Dow and S&P off of their earlier lows and have peaked into the positive a little bit. And the NASDAQ, meanwhile, still remains a bit lower, down around 40 points at last check. Well, those mortgage rates continue to keep climbing. The latest numbers from mortgage provider Freddie Mac says that mortgage rates have increased about 1.5 percentage points over the last three months alone. The rate of increase over the past three months is the fastest since May of 1994. The latest numbers show that the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is averaging 4.72%. That's up from 4.67% last week a year ago. It was 3.13%. Meanwhile, the 15-year fixed-rate mortgage is up to 3.91%. That's an increase from 3.83% last week a year ago. It was 2.42%. And that is your Money Now. You're the one everyone looks to for answers. Come rain or shine, the job must get done. And you're the one who makes it happen. We get you, Jackie in Fresno, putting your employee safety first. And Manny in Chattanooga, whose local Granger team knows him by name. We're here for you and all the ones who get it done. With 24-7 customer support and access to product specialists to help you find what you need. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. <sighs> For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Here at locally owned and operated Alirica Networks, we use the same service you do, so you can be rest assured that you're getting the very best internet service, whether for home, business, or enterprise. At Alirica, we make sure that each of our valued customers gets the plan that best fits their needs. So whether you require basic service or faster speeds for gaming or HD video streaming, we will make sure to match you with the plan that works best for your home or business. Alirica Networks always goes the extra mile. Give us a call or find out more at Alirica.net. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beavs! Hi, I'm Dennis Silvers, the golf guru, here with another Golf Minute to help you get the perfect setup. You can't hit good shots or have a good short game if you have a poor setup to the ball. Two of the most common errors that lead to inconsistent contact are ball position and shaft angle. Here are two keys to remember. When chipping the ball, play the ball off your back foot to ensure a slight descending approach into the ball. This helps the club strike the ball before the ground. Next, angle the shaft towards the target so your hands are forward and the end of the grip is about even with your left thigh. This will deal off the club face to maximize roll and helps keep the wrist firm through the shot. Your ball will fly fairly low and will roll most of the way to the hole. So remember, when chipping, develop a good setup by playing the ball off your back foot and angle the shaft forward. 
do that and you'll get a close a lot more often. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. Any supplier can drop a box outside your door. But if you want a partner who delivers great customer service too, rely on Cintas. Your dedicated service reps can deliver what you need to help your business run smoothly. From essential cleaning products to hygienically cleaned apparel, fire protection services to first aid and safety supplies. That service you can't get from a box. Oh, I'm ready! Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. At the United States Postal Service, we deliver packages fast and affordably so you can give your customers what they want when they need it. We're delivering for one-stop shops, mom and pops, pop-ups, startups, retail, wholesale, large-scale, small biz, big box, customers, customizers. So no matter what business you're in, we'll always be delivering for you. USPS, delivering for America. Learn more at usps.com delivering. Welcome back. Welcome back to another day in the life of the Joe Beaver Show with Mike Parker, whose name brings instant recognition. It's a Mr. Parker. Who? Mr. Parker. Who? 30, 25, 20, Ken! I'm pretty busy right now, Mr. Parker. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, 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 Mr. Parker. Now, just, just calm yourself. Goodbye. I'm excitable. Mr. Parker is not alone, of course. Hey, which way did the other fella go? Uh, The other fella was another fella. You wait right here. I'll go get Warren. Uh, John Warren, the most humble man in sports. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I helped write the game. Oh, toured the world, giving lessons and also lecturing. This is good. This is real good. I'm, I'm really proud of our team. And the Joe Beaver Show always seeks fellowship. Is there a doctor on the stands? Well, yes, I'm a doctor. How do you like the game, Doc? So, here living the doc life are Mike Parker and John Warren with the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. What did you, I'm sorry, I didn't hear a word you just told me. Well, oh. I was going to say, yeah. as it seems like we are now batting 500 for guests today. As the, uh, mo- you know as the moment. We could get a callback. Yeah, that's. I, I think we'll get a we'll callback. We'll anticipate a callback. But I think this is something good to bring up that we didn't get to at the end of the hour that we can ask Michael Chaplin about mm-hmm. and see if he's heard anything because this story pertains to all athletes. So we let off the show referencing that some schools are paying their athletes for academic performance. So, what, last July when... Uh, Oh, was it Congress? I can't remember. Someone approved NIL on July 1st. Was it Congress? I forget oh, the, the, the chain of command yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So um, that, that, uh, reading through this ESPN story, however, when they allowed NIL, and so the NCA changed its rules in August of 2020 to allow schools to pay each of their athletes, not football, not just basketball, athletes, period, all of them up to $5,980 a year as a reward for academic performance. The oddly specific dollar amount was calculated during the legal proceedings, yada, 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 don't need that. Uh, according to information gathered by ESPN, the article I'm reading from, uh, 22 of 130 FBS level schools say they have plans in place to provide these academic bonus payments to their athletes this year. Huh, that's a pretty good recruiting tool. Mm-hmm. Is it not? Over 
Yeah, over schools in Why your not? conference that aren't doing it. 20 months after the initial rule change and the nine months after any doubt about its legal permanence was removed, more than one-third of FBS respondents say they have not yet decided on whether or not they will provide additional benefits to athletes. We don't know what Oregon State is. We know they're not on this list. Let's look at the schools on this list, Yes, John. do tell. So first of all, we will point out on this list something that stands out immediately, and they're at the forefront of almost everything. The SEC has nine of their 14 schools on this list. Okay. No surprise there. No surprise there. If there's one school willing to funnel money into amateurs yeah. for anything, yeah. it's the SEC. They, they do it. Arkansas, Auburn, Clemson, Colorado, UConn, Florida, Iowa State, Kentucky, LSU, Miami, Missouri, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Ole Miss, Oregon, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Texas Tech, Washington, and Wisconsin. So three conference teams, three three. Colorado, Oregon, Oregon and Washington. Washington have all said to a varying degree they will offer incentives for good grades. Now is that to for their athletes every sport? I would assume so. That's Title IX, so I would assume it has to be. That's a lot of money. Oh? That's a lot of money where the rich get richer. If they have it, they but, can afford it, they pay it. If not, you can't. And then you say, a, come here and you get money for incentively good grades. Yeah, w- Go there and you I, don't. I would be curious to you know, talk to maybe an executive level at Oregon State. How does that uh, benefit from a PR perspective of the school? You have all your athletes with great grades. Sure, they get incentives. And I know we might get some texts on the text line. I saw a couple earlier that we can dive into. Yeah. About, well, if we're paying them for grades, why are we? Why do they get a scholarship? Well, because they're a Division One athlete. That's why they're getting a scholarship. But, you know, Division One athletes have to do, you know, five to ten times the amount of work and preparation and training and et cetera, et cetera, that your everyday student has to go have go through so that's why they're they're on scholarship but I, I thought this was something a very interesting thing that i saw come out yesterday three pack 12 schools uh schools are not required to provide any new benefits or cash bonuses but they do have the option to do so i i'm just saying like from a recruiting perspective why not it's, it's and you're uh, pointing out it's a bonus it's like 99 percent of these college athletes are not going to go pro and make millions of dollars so why not add them incentive to get good grades while in school and then go off into the into life? It only helps them. It does. It only helps. There's no there's no down. There's no nothing negative about it except for philosophy on <laughs> what you give kids and to I think it was Curtis the texter. Well, if they're getting a scholarship, then they don't need to get any money. The uh, the value of a scholarship seems to be getting lost in all of the NIL talk and all of this talk. And I, I, I bring out my, I'm a dad who put two kids through college and they put themselves through college. Um, flag, I'm waving this flag now. The value of a scholarship to pay for ever increasing tuition prices is huge. Mm-hmm. And it, it keeps getting devalued when athletes talk about all of the all of this and that was always the case before nil it was should we pay the athletes and then the other side of the argument you're already paying them by giving them free school that most 
parents would kill for. They would do anything for because you ultimately you want your kid and the kid themselves. Ultimately, you want them to get the college degree, the the ticket into, uh, in theory, a better part of life. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's just kind of the philosophy. Mm-hmm. And ninety percent of the of the student body is paying money or going in deep debt to do it, and the other ten percent, the athletes, get scholarships. Yeah, I just I wish they would. Just as a side note, I just thought of this. I wish they would do away with the scholarship percentages per teams, and mostly for baseball, and give baseball more scholarships. It, it is just a crime that baseball is so low. Eleven point seven for baseball. Yeah. And like 15, 13 to 15 for women's basketball. Yeah. And it, again, like you said, it should be like percentage. Yeah, it should be. And um, we're, we are not advocating for taking scholarships away from other teams. And the 85, or the 85 for football on the male versus female side, I get mm-hmm. that. I get that disparity. Yeah. So it's got to be made up somewhere. But why is baseball of all, all right. sports at 30% of their roster? That's it. Well, that and, and wrestling is the first to go for mm-hmm. schools that can't afford another yeah. sport. They, yeah. They'll they cut wrestling now. It seems like they, we've weathered that storm about yeah. 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but there may be a new wave of it. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. But but this this whole idea of paying for grades, on, on the one hand, I'm all for it because absolutely, man, everybody, money talks. Mm-hmm. So, and you if someone asks, like you ask, oh, how, how would they afford something like this? Well, remember this, that, you know, a lot of coaches already have clauses in their contract that pay out way more than the students are making for yeah. good grades. Nick Saban uh, has a $100,000 bonus if in his, his contract players get if good his grades. players get good grades. Uh, so here's a, a breakdown. I saw Michael Chaplin call back. Yeah. We will get to him here in a second. Uh, let's say, for example, at Missouri, athletes will need will receive twenty four hundred dollars for reaching academic eligibility, but need a GPA of three and a half or higher to receive the full bonus. Makes sense. You, you have tiers of mm-hmm. where your grades are at and how much you get. Makes sense. Sure. Yeah. And it, these the schools that are already paying so much, and I this would be a question we could ask Michael if he's willing to disclose. I mean, most coaches have clauses in their contracts of for academic success for their players because as the NCAA loves to tell us they're students well as we welcome in Michael Chaplin associate head coach Oregon State and uh, of course along with Tanya Chaplin I won't get into asking you your personal finances Michael but (laughs) everything just seems to be with these new stories TJ came across this story that that some schools are paying and it's allowed by the NCAA paying cash up to six grand to athletes as grade incentives. You get good grades, you get up to six grand. So that may be something that's coming across the table for you coaches, as I say. What do you think of that? Um, I, I know there's a lot of new legislation, a lot of uh, different models out there, and different schools looking at different ways to be able to maybe um, compensate and or encourage the student athletes to uh, you know, do, whether it's grades or, or whatever, to, to make a little bit more, which is great. I think tying it with your grades kind of goes along with the whole purpose and the point of you going to college, right, is to earn a degree. And I think if there's more incentive uh, in that, then maybe that's a good thing, right? So yeah. um, it's something I have to look at, to be honest with you, a little deeper. I, oh, yeah. I, you know, I mean, um, 
we'll just have to see how that all plays out and what kind of the NCA and uh, even even Congress, if they want to get involved in all this and start putting, you know, a little bit more guidelines in place for us all to follow so it's even. Are you and Tanya um, more than ever having to learn all these new rules because it seems like in the last three years it's just been crazy now your sport seems to be settled there i don't read a lot about transfer portal stuff for gymnastics but still every coach has to be up on the latest laws and rules with the implementation of nil and the the portal rules yeah we are definitely trying to keep up with with all that um the, the portal rules are you're seeing more people join, you know, go into the, the portal as, as an athlete. So that's not really new, but I think we're seeing maybe more of that. Um, and just how to apply the, the name, image, and likeness and which, what are ways that the athletes can, we can benefit the athletes, you know. So those, that's, that's kind of the thing that's still a little uncertain. I mean, we're, we're seeing what everybody does and how to take advantage of it. And, and everybody, every place might be have a little different idea of what they're going to be able to do. So we're, we're trying to keep an eye on that. You know, with our sport, we do. It's kind of unique. We have a couple, obviously, Jade's going to be able to take advantage of the NLI thing. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, most gymnasts, you know, they'll, they'll be out there. I mean, Olivia Dunn is probably one from LSU. is one of the highest paid because she has such a huge following on Instagram and on her um, TikTok, right? So, um you know, but it, it's 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 strange, right? You're gonna have some of that, and you have some people that are just regular students here to get their degree and and enjoy that that process. Yeah, I forgot about social media where they can make money just by having a number of followers. I I forgot about that oh, yeah. aspect to it. Ginormous. Yeah, I, I imagine it is. Well, Jade uh, yesterday was named Women's Collegiate Gymnastics Coaches Association Region One Gymnast of the Year. So congratulations to her and to you and Tanya for the coaching job and all of that. Uh, just as kind of a wrap-up on the season, and we talked to you a couple of weeks ago as you got ready for regionals up in Washington. Um, boy, how how rough is it that you guys get seven ninety one ninety seven pluses all year, they get one, and it happens to be the one that knocks you out by a quarter of a point. That I'm sorry. that You guys had a great year. I appreciate that, and that's a great way to, to kind of, you know, talk about it is that they, they had a great – great night we had one of our our best nights of the year and if you would have said a 197.4 doesn't advance the next day last year i would have been like no way yeah. but you know it, it's judging and i feel good about what the team did this season and what they did that day on on uh, on all the events and you can go back and look everywhere at every routine to find a quarter tenth and that's what's a little bit hard but you know for the most part they did a tremendous job and we're really pleased with with um the way they performed at regionals and you know, we think things look really bright for next year because we only are losing basically two routines from this team, and we have some really strong freshmen coming in that we're excited about. So it definitely looks going things are going the right direction. Michael, one of the things we wanted, of course, get a kind of wrap up on the season from you. But the the other thing that prompted me to call you yesterday or text you was to get clarification on Jade Carey's situation for. Uh, joining the elite, I'm not sure how it works and what it's all called, elite gymnastics, which is, I guess is training for the Olympics. 
And the only thing that made it kind of scary and confusing was one paragraph in her her message to the fans. I felt it was important for this announcement to come from me. Now, you know, as a parent or as anybody, anytime someone says something like that, you automatically think, whoa, wait a second, what are you doing? Where are you going? And uh, that's why I had to get your text for clarification that she can still compete for the Beavers while doing this, right? Yeah, yeah, she definitely can, and that's our plan. And we've also been talking about it for a while, right? We knew that that was something that Jade was considering, and we've been kind of keeping up with a lot of her skills. Um, but we wanted to, you know, when she says wanted to make sure it came from her, it was because the um, what would happen is they would pretty soon put out a, a bulletin of the athletes that was going to the camp that's coming up, uh-huh. and her name would be on it. And so then instead of the speculation, she's like, I want to make sure I control that messaging yeah. so people know that I'm going to be preparing for the 2024 Olympics at Oregon State with with our coaches and her dad. So that's the plan as we move forward here. Yeah, not unlike Talia von Olhoffen in the slew of departures from Oregon State basketball, came out and said, hey, I'm staying. I'm not going anywhere. And that was something that really made you feel better about it because this is a new thing. Portals are a new thing. And and uh, that was good. That was nice of Jade to to consider the fans in that respect. So, and what's new, too, yeah. is, is that no one's really done this before. Like Jade's the first one to be in college and to really try to pursue an Olympic berth on a college team for women. It happened in the men's gymnastics, but it hasn't happened in women. So it's, it's really unique, and we're like we're excited that, that uh, we're going to get to be part of that and help her also chase that Olympic 2024 dream along with finishing up her, her school at Oregon State and her career as a, as a beaver. Michael, this is TJ here with John. Are, are the other um, the other U.S. gymnasts that are playing in college, I forget their names, but are, are they not uh, planning on staying and, and also trying out for the, the next Olympic team as well? I haven't heard, like, uh, I personally have not seen something other than I've heard kind of speculation that um, um, Jordan is, is going to, but I, I heard, I don't, and again, it's speculation that I heard she made take you know, still study at, at UCLA, but train for a while as she prepares for uh, championships at a different, at a club facility, which she trained at up leading up to 2020, up to the last Olympics, right, 2021. So, but I don't know if that for fact. I will find out probably this weekend what her plans are. Mm. Um, but that that is something I've heard, and I don't know if SUNY from Auburn has decided yet for sure if she's going to make the next go for the next Olympics or not. Um, so, but, but obviously, so those are the other three. And, and again, Grace is the other Olympian from Utah and she hasn't made any comment yet on what her plans are. So I would say Jay definitely is in that direction. I would, I would say Jordan is leaning that way. And I, and I would be surprised honestly, as soon doesn't try, but again, until they, you know, really make an announcement publicly that that's what they're going to pursue like Jay, then, then I, I would just be speculating. So what is kind of the workload difference, per se, besides just the class part, if you're training for both uh, collegiate gymnastics and Olympic gymnastics at the same time? How much overlap can you have in that training? Yeah, that's a great question, because that's, it's definitely what happens normally this time of year. Our possible NCAA championships next week, and people have downtime now. So they take time off, they, they, they kind of recuperate a little bit, um, and then start to build back up in a, in a couple weeks for learning new things, where Jade is going to have to really ramp up and get ready for more meets. Um, she could 
she'll have to go to a national team training camp um, in a couple in a, a week and a half, two weeks, and then start doing elite routines, which are basically twice as long as her college routines. So we're trying to we've been keeping up with the skill and with this in mind of happening. Yeah. And and then she'll have to get ready for you know championships, meets like that, where she could qualify all the way to um, another world championships that would take place this fall. So. It, it's her workload is heavy. It would be it would be a continuous thing. But in men's gymnastics, that happens all the time. Women's it, it hasn't really. But she's a phenomenal athlete. And if anybody can do it, I I'm confident Jade's gonna be able to handle it. But we know how to manage that as well. That we'll watch numbers. We make sure we do a lot of soft landings, and then we'll have to see how next season goes as well. That you know how many meets will she compete mm. all around for us? You know, and and definitely towards you know uh, the end. We definitely want her ready to go for college routines, but maybe maybe she doesn't do all around for us all all next year yeah. um, because of the pounding on the body. But we'll have to see how she feels. So that's kind of uncharted water, and we're gonna really be careful with her, but uh, help her prepare and do the best we can with trying to figure out exactly what's the the right amount of uh, gymnastics for her to to handle to get through all this. Does the new gymnastics center help? in the ability to make this decision that she can do both, that she can train I, here. Yeah, I don't think we could have done it in the old facility, to be honest with you. So the timing of this was just fantastic. So, um, you know, we were so grateful to Oregon State and, and that federal department and Scott to push us forward because of the timing has been tremendous. And this facility really lends itself to allowing that type of training in, in all the different environments that it has in here, tumble track, rock floor, foam pits everywhere, where the other facility just didn't wasn't equipped for this kind of training. And so we are super fortunate that this is all kind of the stars aligned, basically, for this and, and to help us prepare Jade. Well, it was fun. It was a great year, and we look forward to more. Um, and really appreciate you and your time coming on with us here on the program. Um, give our best to uh, Tanya, and thanks again for taking time out for us, and we'll just keep up to date on what's going on with uh, OSU Gymnastics and Jade Carey. Perfect. I'm sure she'll love to be on someday with you guys to talk about everything. So uh, we appreciate all your support. Thanks, Michael. Talk to you later. All right, guys. Michael uh, Chaplin, associate head coach, along with uh, wife Tanya Chaplin, who is the head coach. And uh, they've got uh, they've got some challenges in that they're working with an elite athlete at a level, and that's never been done before here at Oregon State. And I think they're doing a great job. The one question I wanted to ask, and we just went too long was if someone from U.S. national team has to be here or if her dad qualifies for that. Yeah. As far as training her to go and do all these different things. And Tanya and Mike, so Tanya and Michael would not be the ones to train her. They, they, I mean, they could watch. Maybe they would help train. They could help. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they would run it. But I they they have to focus on the college. Right. And I I didn't realize. College routines. I didn't realize until he said it that they might have to make adjustment next year on what, how much she does for Oregon State while training for the Olympics. Dare I say load management? Now, that's a load management I would agree with, yeah. can understand, yeah. and will say yep. yes. Yes, because there's something else to worry about. Load management for multi-million dollar basketball players, I don't <laughs> buy it. I don't no, buy it. I don't it either. But for two seconds. I don't. I, I just, I don't buy that for two. You know why? Because I remember watching my dad and my son watching me get up at five in the morning and working outside as a telephone man every day, yep. hoping to get storms so he could make a little extra money and then coming home at 10 o'clock at night, 
just absolutely blasted and getting right back up and doing it all over again as a kid and thinking, I can't believe it, man. This, that is, he is the hardest working person I've ever seen. And yep. I got that to where I do it for in the radio. Luckily, I can be indoors. He was outdoors. And then you load management, and we don't get $100 million a nope. year. So you know what? You got 82 games. Get your rear end off the bench and go play basketball. Yeah, well, <laughs> for some, they just don't do it, which I find hilarious. Man. But all part of the NBA's wonderful, Man. wonderful drama fest. That Man. Uh, okay, let's break. We'll come back. Masters update. Sean Airy from Tristine Tree Golf Course Golf Club coming up next on 1240 Joe Radio. If you're an experienced modeler or maybe you're just starting out, Trump's Hobbies is there to help. Trump's carries the latest in RC cars, boats, airplanes, and helicopters, plus drones, model trains, fantasy games, paints, parts, and supplies. Trump's is an old-fashioned hobby shop that's been around answering questions and fixing problems since 1972. Build it, drive it, fly it. Trump's Hobbies in the Timber Hill Shopping Center in Corvallis, bringing enjoyment to life. Cracky Cards combines the worlds of sports cards and games to bring a fresh take on your local game store. Cracking Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, and more. If you're into sports cards and games, Cracking Cards is for you. OSU fans, Cracking Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box just for you. Cracking Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. CrackingSportsCards.com, your connection to everything fun. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beavs! You can depend on Middleton Heating for all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Have you cleaned your dryer vents this year? If not, call Middleton. Their trained technicians will inspect and clean your dryer venting system with the Rotobrush Vent Cleaning Machine. Plus, they can make any needed repairs for optimum efficiency. Clean dryer vents prevent fires, increase drying efficiency, prevent mold, and increase the life of your dryer. Give Middleton a call to schedule today. Online at MiddletonHeating.net. Dave's Performance Hybrids is the Willamette Valley's Prius experts and your Toyota dealer alternative. Dave's Performance Hybrids has the right tires for the right price for your Prius, Toyota, and all other Japanese brand cars, trucks, and SUVs. Come meet Dave's new tire expert, Eddie, with 27 years' experience in the industry and save today. Need an oil change? Get $20 off your next oil service at Dave's Performance Hybrids. Off I-5 and Highway 20 in Albany, online at davesperformancehybrids.com. For auto glass solutions, better call a glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. If you need your windshield repaired or replaced, you don't need to call that 800 number. Give me a call. For auto glass solutions, better call a glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. All right, TJ, here we go. Let's do it. Let's. Uh, do you have uh, scores in front of you? This I do. Time? I pulled them up. The chart. Tell me right now as we get ready to bring in Sean Airy from Tristine Tree. 
to talk some golf. Masters day one, go. Uh, Cameron Smith leads five under through 13, or three under, sorry, through 13. Okay. On day one. Who's next? I don't know. I don't know who this is. What about uh, SJM? Tiger's even, I think, through 12. Where's Tiger? Tiger, 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 where are you? Tiger is even through 12. Tiger's even. Tiger's even par as we bring in Sean Airy. That's the most golf I've looked at this year. (laughs) Not not me. I'm up on it, (laughs) uh, Sean. So uh, you and I can talk about all this. Um, Initial reaction to the first day of the first round. It really means nothing. There's so much movement every weekend in golf, correct? Yeah, you know, this golf tournament, the first day, you know, sets you up. But the bottom line is, is as as everybody says, the golf course, I think, is going to end up winning by the weekend anyway. Today's pretty soft conditions because of the rains they've had on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. So the guys can really kind of go after and attack the golf course, even with the lighter winds that are here today. But the golf course is so soft, it's, it's really gettable. But I think by the weekend, you're going to see a completely different animal out there for Augusta with the winds and it'll firm up the greens and dry them out. They look, even the greens today, watching it as soft as they are, they're still really dicey in terms of speed. So they get a little little firmness to them. We'll see a little different golf course, and we'll see who really can handle the handle the elements and the conditions of this golf course by the weekend. Do they have to have the greens be at a certain number on the meter? Well, you know, Augusta, they, you know, they pride themselves on perfect greens and they rebuild them pretty much every, every summer for the golf tournament every, from when it comes through. So, um, they're perfect putting surfaces every year. So they try to get them around 13, 13 and a quarter in that area if they can, which is for a bent grass green with undulation that this golf course has, it is, that is extremely, extremely fast. Mm-hmm. Like golfing on the hood of your car. In some cases, it is like that. Um, you know, most golf courses around here in the public side and some of the private courses, the best we get around here is around eleven at the most on public side speed. At Tristing Tree, we've had up to thirteen, thirteen and a half in September when we host the uh, OSU tournament. Mm. Uh, in the fall, we've had them at thirteen, and it when we get them at that speed, it makes chipping. It makes the approach shots, things like that, a little more challenging to get the ball closer to the hole. When the greens are soft and receivable and on the slower side, you can be more aggressive. And when you're, what you know, Augusta's doing now is they're putting a little more rough, a little more softer conditions to, to spin the ball around the greens so these guys will have a harder time checking balls if they do miss greens getting up and down. Today, getting up and down, it looks like it's a little easier for them because of the softness around the greens and the, the receiving of the greens, but like I said, with the winds and the, the temperatures that they have going, uh, I have a feeling by the weekend it's going to be really dicey out there. With Tiger's physical situation, how surprised are you that he's golfing and then even par today? Well, even par, you know, and I'm sure he's not going to be happy with his score because I think he's probably going to say the same thing. It was gettable. And, but again, he's testing waters he hasn't tested in 15 months, so or even longer in that case. But, um, yeah, it's, it's remarkable. He's walking. I, I know a couple of surgeons that, you know, were kind of following his injuries and they didn't give a very promising outlook a year and a half ago when this all went down in February last year. And, and here he is what 14 months later, 15 months later, and he's, you know, playing golf, let alone playing Augusta, which it could be arguably other than Kapalua, 
in Hawaii the hardest walk in, in professional golf. So. Right, right. Yeah, Sean Airy, Tristine Tree joining us here on the Joe Beaver Show. Five different guys, if they win, can go to number one. Is this a, an unusual time period right now where there's so many so many different golfers that close to one another as top ranked I, in the world? I think golf is in such a great state right now. You look at the youth, but look at the top ten, and I think uh, Cantlay is the oldest one. He's yeah. 30 in the top ten right now. So, yeah, it's, it's, it could be whoever's the hottest right now. Scotty Scheffler is the hottest. You know, and, and up until February, he had never won a golf tournament on the PGA Tour. Now he's won three times in five starts. What, he's in, he's 300 par and in third place right now, so he's in really good shape. And, uh, you know, and he's a Texas kid, so I imagine by the time uh, the weekend comes and these winds come up and this, this golf course firms up, he's going to be in a pretty good position as well. So, uh, yeah, it, anyway, the way golf is now, there's so many guys that are in position you're going to have one guy this week, one guy next week. There's just so many, so many good players at the top level, and they're all really young. And I'm talking 23 to 27 years old. And in terms of golf terms now, that's almost unheard of 10, 15 years ago in the Tiger era. You know, Tiger was the only one that's doing it, and everybody else was 30 and above. That was always number one. But these guys have no fear anymore. It's great. I think college golf has been a part of it. Um, the top amateur circuits out there, you know, which, you know, spends off of college golf has done a really good job of getting these guys ready to come out here and compete right away. And that's, and they've got great programs now and great qualifying setups for college players to go right out on tour. So these, um, these ages that numbers that you're talking about, everybody under 30, that's Hogan airy. Uh, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's territory. It's there now. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so, um, Hogan's played with some of these guys that you're seeing on TV now, down in the Southlands when he went to school down there. And, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I played with him in, in California, in uh, Texas, and I played with him in Louisville, and I played with him in, in Florida. And, you know, he's starting to see guys out there, just as I did when I was at Oregon State back in the 80s, and then I saw the guys that I played with in college out yeah. on tour. Yeah. You know, it, it's fun to see that, you know, um, and that's it's, it's that is what it is. That's what college golf is. It's what we all strive to get to if you want to pursue that dream could hogan have have gone to q school well yeah anybody can do it it's 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 not a i mean it's just a matter if you want to dedicate yourself and in a lifestyle of what you've got to give yourself for 10 years to do and the remote opportunity to get there uh is is very rare at that so uh I think he liked the lifestyle he chose. He did the same thing I'm doing. He's following kind of in my footsteps being mm-hmm. a, a member of the PGA and being a promoter of the game of golf. And in our section, it's really good because you can play a lot of golf and still uh, be in the business. So, you know, there, you have to decide if you want to be a golf professional or a professional golfer. Yeah. If you want to be a professional golfer, it is 100%, you know, dedicate to it. You cannot do both. And, uh, and that's quite a risk. It's, it's quite an investment. And, you almost have to isolate yourself in life in order to get to that point until you can get there. Uh, the best are always going to get there. Um, the guys who are right on the fringes might have to work and take a little longer to get there, but uh, it's just like you know the NBA or NFL. You know who the top 10, 15 players in the, in the draft are going to be, and then everybody else tries to work your way through there. Right. Anybody can be a Drew Eubanks, you know, and and spend you know work in the D League, and then finally get ten day contracts. Mm-hmm. Four years later, he's you know getting quite a few contracts to play up there. And golf's the same way. We have every other level to do it, 
it's all stepping stone to get to the ultimate, which is the PGA Tour. Is, so is, you just um, have to choose it and try to, you know, and, and grind it out, and hopefully you, you get your opportunity. Some guys, you know, get that opportunity and make it. And I know some people have done it. Robert Garrigus, a former uh, Crescent Valley kid that uh, played here, he, he grinded it out for eight, nine years out there on the mini tours and finally got up on the PGA Tour and almost, you know, finished second to, uh, to Rory in the U.S. Open at Congressional. So, you know, he got there. It took him a long time, but he finally got there. So it can happen. It's just a matter if you want to dedicate your life to do it. Is Ellie Slama someone we'll see as a regular on the LPGA Tour? You know, I don't it, – it, you have to ask Ellie that one. Um, I don't know. She, You know she can play out there because she made a cut on a tour event, and, you know, she is one of the top players. It's a matter if they want to put their life to doing that. And, uh, you know, the LPGA is now starting to get – more money behind them and more support and more dollars so it's more fruitful but it's a very expensive tour to stay out on and hard to make unless you're one of the top 15 or 25 players on the lpga uh it's just you know the expenses don't match up to the income so la is a very very smart girl um she's done really well in school academically i know what you know she's we've talked a little bit here and there what she wants to do in her future and i don't know if golf in the professional side will be for her or not, but you know, she can do it. And I understand she'll that she have to go through the long road to yeah, get there. There's yeah. no automatic for her. Uh, last couple of things. I understand that uh, Scott Ruick's son is very good at golf. What, uh, what about his game? Is he out there all the time? Oh yeah. Scott, uh, Cole's really good. Um, he's been here for since about eight years old and been a grinder. He is, he's always had that little focus. Um, you know, and, and, and as I told Scott, same thing I had to deal with Hogan. Uh, they're both small in size and stature when they were in junior golf. So the bigger kids dominated. But, you know, in terms of their development, they had such a good understanding of the game and understanding of the golf swing that when their physical size eventually caught up to everybody else when they became 15, 16, and 17 years old, uh, the game wasn't as physical. It became more mental and, and skill level. And those kids, like Hogan and, and Cole, they just started passing everybody, and that's what happened with Cole. So he did a really good job. He's going to go play at Boise State, and uh, I, I, yeah, I have no doubt that he's going to be very, a very good uh, player for Boise State. All right, last thing I want to give you a plug for your your uh, clubhouse. About ten years ago, you 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 sold me a a cover, and I was going to Bandon <laughs> Dunes. And it, it are they still have they even gotten better? I'll tell you this: I get to Bandon Dunes, it's pouring down rain. My buddies, oh, where's your coat? No, you need a coat. You need a coat. And they were beside themselves. I said, no, trust me. I get to the course from the home we were staying at. My caddy, because you got to pay for caddies there, hundred bucks. She says, well, where's your coat? You need a coat. It was pouring down rain. And it worked perfectly the entire day. Not a drop of water on the inside. So kudos to you. Yeah, you look like you're wearing a sweatshirt, and the thing you're going to get soaked on it. It's yeah. just got a, a texture to it that just runs water off of it. Yep, it was good. And you didn't believe me when I poured that cup of water <laughs> on it, and it just went right off of it and never, never soaked in. But, no, they're still in business. Uh, I don't have any at the moment, but they're still in business out there, and, and a few people still are wearing them all the time. I still have one myself. So awesome. A great product. Yeah. Sean, great to chat. Have fun with the rest of the weekend. You're probably really busy. I mean, 75 today, 65 yesterday. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, we, we, I wish I had two golf courses. You probably heard the phone in the background. Um, yeah. It is just ringing off the hook. I, if I had two courses, I could fill it today. But 
You know, it's what happens when the forecast is, you know, saying maybe potential snow next week. Yeah. As we're talking, Tiger just drained about a 30-footer on 16 to go one under. So Nice. There you go. All I'll right. give you a, give you an up-to-date head, head count there. So. Thanks, Sean. Great, great conversation. Thanks, buddy. I always love talking golf with you guys. Thanks for calling. All right. There you go. Sean Airy from Tristine Tree. You pass right by it every time you go yep. home, and uh, he's great. So let's take a break. We'll come back, get you caught up on the scores, and uh, just continue on and wrap things up here on the Joe Beaver Show. About another 15 minutes. Dave called. Call back, Dave, if you want to chime in on anything that we have discussed. And we so much, we haven't even scratched the search, uh, surface on what we wanted to talk about uh, today, and we'll have an hour tomorrow as well. So a busy day here on 1240 Joe Radio. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beeves. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541-758-8. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Level up your quesadilla game at Qdoba with their new cheese-crusted quesadillas. Crisp things up a notch and add a golden crispy cheese crust to the outside of your quesadilla. Talk about cheese on cheese on cheese. And customize your cheese-crusted quesadilla masterpiece with any of their flavorful proteins, zesty salsas, handcrafted guac, and of course, more cheese. Make your world more flavorful and try the new cheese-crusted quesadillas today. Stop by or order now at Qdoba.com or in the app. Hey, this is Randy Holmes. We're still getting fired up down here at the Angry Beaver Grill. Introducing Throwdown Thursday with country line dancing beginning at 8 p.m. Can't dance but want to learn? They'll teach you a new dance every week. Don't forget our Tuesday night trivia beginning at 7 o'clock. Wednesday nights featuring all-you-can-eat spaghetti dinner for 7 bucks, and get the best prime rib dinner in town every Friday night. So let's get fired up and have some fun down here at the Angry Beaver on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. Whether you're looking for your first job or an exciting career change, at NTech, we're looking for you. NTech is growing and offers entry-level wages starting at $19 to $23 an hour, as well as excellent pay and benefit opportunities for established professionals. Immediate full benefit eligibility, health insurance, 401k, life and disability, tuition reimbursement, and so much more. Career opportunities from entry-level to professional are available. To start enjoying the career you've always wanted, visit entek.com, ntech.com, and click the career tab we're excited to meet you if you've been putting off that home remodeling project but have finally decided to take a leap and get it done corvallis floor covering can help stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet laminate tile wood and vinyl flooring and window coverings from all the popular brands corvallis floor covering is at the corner of second and van buren downtown or log on to corvallisfloorcovering.com Shop local, shop Corvallis floor covering, and go Beeves. All right, here we go. We've got one more break to get in this hour. Let's go to the phones, 541-497-5356. 
the Downward Dog phone line. And Dave is on the line. I know you waited through that interview. Dave, what do you want to talk about? Well, just some a few ideas about name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but first of all, I just uh, loved hearing the interview with Chris Pendleton. Uh, you know, and I don't, I don't know if you watched the Pac-12 championships, uh, but that, that, I mean, the Beavers were leading going into the final two matches, and uh, and it was very, very compelling. And uh, you know, it did come down to the gas tank. Gary needing both needing the win get the Beavers win, and he was going against, you know, one of the best heavyweights in the country. So mm. uh, it, it just spectacular to watch. It was exciting. You know, it, it really was that close to uh, to actually winning that championship. But uh, name, image, and likeness, I'm, I'm kind of curious. It, is there a way, and just brainstorming, to uh, maybe use it to deter athletes from entering the portal? Like, you know, well, if you make it three years, it's worth this much money. If you make it four years, it's worth this much. And, you know, a little bit more, like a bonus for staying three years. Well, it's yeah. Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah I was going to – so I think we talked about this – I think it's almost two months ago now. I think yeah. this was one of our January shows. Oh. But we were talking about Texas A&M's alleged recruiting class – or no, their actual recruiting class where they, yeah. by the way, signed eight five-stars alone, which I'm just going to swing and say it's more than the whole Pac-12, probably twice as many. Yeah. Um, But – they, uh, from everything I saw there, most of the NIL money for those recruits, they structure that contract, like you said. So if they leave, they get none of the money. They get they get none nothing after when oh. they go. So if they, it's like it like there's a clause if you are on the roster, etc. Or if for X amount of games in 2023, you get paid this. Well, wouldn't that be true of any school and yeah, athlete yeah. that if they leave, yeah. you don't get their the, money? I mean, these businesses aren't like aren't dumb. They yeah. they they know what the reality of sports. You know, like so you do have this guaranteed money if you stay. You might not play, even if if, if you're bad. I mean, that's the risk we're taking. We're thinking you're going to be good, but if you leave, you're not getting any of this money yeah. because we're paying you to be here. Well, and I think it. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how different schools structure it differently based on kind of where they come out um my my other thing was especially in football uh you know this, is this going to create more of a gap between power five conferences and the others and and maybe call for a you know split there with a power five national championship and something else for the other because um, i really think that that gap is just it, it's just set up to where you, you would almost never see a non-power five team in the championship well, um, the way it's set up now, yeah, and, that's... and we've seen that right with you know the Central Florida getting left out and mm-hmm. all that thing a few years back, and Cincinnati finally making it this year. That that's a good question. I mean, it it all depends really on it. it you can tie this back to before NIL too. It's how much are your alums and boosters really willing to invest in football or in basketball? To it, 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 it was even before players. I mean, it's how much do you want to pay coaches? I mean, you watched you watched Mel Tucker leave Colorado because Michigan State easily behind their all their boosters and Big Ten money yeah. could pay him twice as much without blinking. That's why that and that's just the start before you even had to worry about paying players. And it's the coaches that are able to recruit yeah. these players as well. And if you imagine that these yeah. boosters and alums are willing to 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 invest in coaches and such they're also willing to invest in players 
Yeah, I agree. I just, I just, I really think just the way we've seen it, like Cincinnati's a rarity that, you know, they get in like a non-power five, but I guess, you know, Notre Dame would come up in that too if, mm. if they jumped in as an independent. But, uh, you know, I don't know if that's really the same that we're talking about, you know, we're like Sunbelt Conference or, or yeah. you know, uh, whatever, like Mountain West, things like that, where they're almost never, never in it. And, and, and there's an obvious reason for it, right? I mean, we saw that with San Diego State where, they had such a good year this year, and then they just got obliterated in, in their bowl game. I think. Right, right. Uh, so, so it, it's it's pretty pretty obvious seeing that. And I, and I, I mean, football is the only one that really bugged me. You don't, I guess, you don't see it in baseball that much. I think baseball, you've got that's that's baseball and basketball. You've got a bigger field, and you've got you've got those players all over the place, and and coaches all over the place, and teams that can compete and, and make deep runs into the playoffs, and. You know, even to win national national championships, like I think Fullerton and you know Fresno State's won one, and yeah. you know in baseball is what I'm thinking. And in but, uh, those yeah, and, in football, I just don't see the competitiveness. Yeah, and, and football is so much more based off recruiting than I think the other two. I mean, it it does really help when you recruit well in basketball and baseball, but the postseason tournament format in basketball and baseball allows for so much more variance that. For example, five years ago, we see a Coastal Carolina win the national championship. Right. Like, the variance is there. So, Good stuff, Dave. we got to take a break. Thanks for the call. And let's get our last break in and come back and read a couple of texts here on 1240 Joe Radio. Cracking Cards combines the worlds of sports, cards, and games to bring a fresh take on your local game store. Cracking Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, and more. If you're into sports cards and games, Cracking Cards is for you. OSU fans, Cracking Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box just for you. Cracking Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. CrackingSportsCards.com, your connection to everything fun. Don't let your aches and pains sideline your outdoor aspirations this spring. I'm Dana Hughes, physical therapist and board-certified orthopedic specialist. I'm pleased to be accepting new patients at Sweetgrass Physical Therapy and Wellness in Corvallis by the market of choice. Did you know you're free to choose your own physical therapist? At Sweetgrass, you'll experience expert care in a relaxed and friendly atmosphere. Scheduling and billing are hassle-free. For more information, visit our website, sweetgrasspt.com. Hey, Beaver Nation, however you game day, your fan experience starts at the OSU Beaver Store. They carry the world's largest selection of officially licensed beaver gear, the names you know and love, like 47 brand, Nike and Columbia. And remember, when you shop at the OSU Beaver Store, you support their nonprofit mission to give back to OSU students. Stop by their Kaiser Station or Campus Store or shop online at OSUBeaverStore.com. The OSU Beaver Store, supporting OSU students since 1914. And go Beavs! Hey Alexa, open 1240 Joe Radio. Hi, John here. 1240 Joe Radio has teamed up with Highland Bowl in Corvallis to bring you the latest Alexa skill. You can hang out anytime with 1240 Joe Radio on your Alexa device by saying, Alexa, open 1240 Joe Radio. It's that easy. Check out Highland Bowl's popular Strike Zone Lounge and there's Thunder Alley every Friday night. Highland Bowl on 9th Street in Corvallis. We set them up, you knock them down. At Lassen Toyota, we believe in going the extra mile by providing those little extras that make your life easier, like online scheduling so you can pick the day and time that's most convenient for you, and courtesy rides to and from your home or workplace. We even honor our competitors' coupons whenever possible. 
Lassen Toyota services vehicles, but serves people. Schedule your service appointment today at LassenToyota.com. Just east of I-5 on Highway 20 in Albany. Ski free this Thursday at Hoodoo, thanks to Team Kia of Bend and Kiefer Kia. As the season comes to an end, Hoodoo is loading up for our annual ski free day to benefit local food banks. Bring in a minimum of four non perishable food items, and you can ski, snowboard, or ski bike for free this Thursday, April 7th from 9 till 4. Drop off your donations now at Kiefer Kia or Team Kia of Bend and get your free lift ticket. Or bring your canned goods to Hoodoo this Thursday, and for current conditions, visit skihoodoo.com. Goodness. Do you know who doesn't care about tradition? Pitchers hitting. All you don't that. care about them. some pitchers. Yeah, they watch, you think they watch Babe Ruth and they're like, you know, I want to hit 600 home runs too. No, they don't do that. So they, we will see the DH in the National League yes, this year. We will. I was just saying to you off the air, it's funny because that's has been a major, major topic of discussion and debate mm-hmm. for decades. Yep. And yet, because there is so much going on with the uh, the back and forth on this. CBA, CBA, and a few other things, COVID and portal for college, all this, it kind of quietly got changed. We knew about it. We talked about it, but it quietly got changed and will be implemented. And it's like, oh yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. We'll see the DH in the national league now. Whereas there was a time 20 years ago, that would have been the major topic of discussion. And it wouldn't be a thing if pitchers cared about hitting, but no pitchers do care about it. So why, um, it, it, it's a good thing, I think. I mean, you can argue the tradition and the 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 difference between the American and National League, but when you boil down to it, what it does, it benefits the players 100%. The pitchers don't have to worry about getting hurt running the bases. Well, and it gives a, a job to, to a bunch of other yep, guys yep, to extend to their older careers. Older guys, like a guy like Nelson Cruz, one of my favorite Mariners to come through that I've watched. He gets to continue his career in the National League because yeah. there's DH. He can't play in the field, but... He can still hit a lot of guys, you know, Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols, like old DH. Apparently and, 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 Vita Blue cared about hitting. Well, when I forget when Vita Blue played, <laughs> how old is Vita Blue for that texter who texts in? Vita Blue. Vita Blue was in the sixties, I believe. All right. Well, I was about, did Sandy Koufax care about, care about hitting? Probably not. I don't know. Vita Blue. Uh, let's there, see. There've he been some played pictures from 69 to 86. Yeah, it's just there just a some, while ago. Some pitchers who who can actually swing the bat. There have been, and there's a few in baseball. I mean, Zach Greinke, Madison Bumgarner, like they actually hit. But I mean, how many times do you just watch pitchers go up there and just like stand there with the bat on their shoulder, yeah, just, just not caring, willing to just yeah. get out. Yeah, and it just like you're taking a job away from somebody. It's it it only benefits, I think. I and you I, could have a team like the Mariners. Who already had the DH, but you know now they can circle through all their outfielders that they can't play. Yeah, I can't, I, can't spots. Argue, I can't argue with it. It's it's yeah, uh, it's something. Okay. Uh, the bigger problem, if you want to talk about a problem between the leagues, really quick, yeah, is their scheduling for next year. They're going to have less division games and more interleague games next year, which I don't like. Well, for it, the Mariners' sense, because they have to travel more. Second, because then you're kind of dissolving the line between the two leagues. Yes, the new DH law rule and more um, interleague games. Interleague you games, will now play which, every single team every year. Yeah, there's it, it does not make the World Series special. Which, not yeah, not as special. The World Series used to be very special, and then they added more and more playoff games, and then it kind of watered things down. But it used to be where you got to the World Series, these two teams, 
had no knowledge of each other. And uh, I hated that. I knew there was a slippery slope coming when they decided to uh, to have some interleague games, and, and we're here. We're absolutely here. Okay, that'll do it for the uh, show today. Big thank you to Chris Pendleton, Oregon State wrestling coach, joining us earlier today, along with Michael Chaplin from Gymnastics uh, and Sean Airy from Tristine Tree. Uh, we'll do it again tomorrow for an hour before the Mariners go. And then coming up here at uh, 105, Stephen Kwan and the Cleveland Guardians taking on Kansas City. Have a great day, everybody. KEJO Corvallis. And translator, K229DI Corvallis. The home of the Beavers.